Good morning. Welcome to worship this July 11th of 2021. You may have noticed that I had my mask on as I was beginning our conversation this morning. I got back from summer camp and immediately developed a cold. So I'm wearing my mask as a protection for you guys uh, to just say that I am concerned about not spreading what I have to you. So we want to stay as healthy as possible, but as we know, sometimes colds happen. And I will probably duck out relatively quickly at the end of service just not to pass the germs on to you. So don't be surprised if you are here in person if you don't see me on the patio. If you're visiting with us online, we are so glad to have you with us. It is great that we have the opportunity to worship together in person and, <clears throat> and virtually at the same time, celebrating that we are family together. Just a few quick reminders of opportunities for ministry before us. I want to draw our attention to the flowers. They are not dedicated to anyone at the moment. If by any chance you would like to take them home, they are for the lovely price of $35. And they are beautifully put together by Candy Wilcox and Nadine Larson. So we thank them for their efforts. If you want to sign up for flowers anytime between now and June 26th of next year, I know, because you can anticipate that far ahead. But some of us have anniversaries that we can think about now. There's a sign-up sheet in the narthex, or you can send an email to Joanna requesting a date. And you can receive that bouquet for $35 and take it home at the end of the day, um, as long as you pay for it before um, Labor Day of this year, so the 6th of September this year. So for $35, you could already have your Mother's Day bouquet for, <laughs> for your lovely bride. Or, <laughs> or your anniversary bouquet, you get the picture. Um, so consider signing up in the Narthex or online to, to um, provide some flowers for our altar to beautify our space. In addition, I want to remind you to register your attendance. Whether you are here in person or online, we'd invite you to go to the Eventbrite link so that we can know who is here. There's even a nifty little checkbox where you can tell us if you're worshiping online or in person so that we can get a good assessment of how we're serving our congregation and our community during this time. <clears throat> there is mana drop-off today. And what time is it, Kathy? Kathy? Perfect. So if you happen to be here this morning and have brought your food, there's a box um, outside for you to drop it off. If not, come by at 3 o'clock this afternoon and you can drop it off in the parking lot and it will be delivered to the right location. And then I want to... Yes, Kathy. Sure. Yes, I was going to do that. Joanna's taking care of me by putting up on the screen the Many Mansions drop-off. So in addition to your mana drop-off, you can provide school supplies for Many Mansion as well. Um, and you should have received that information in your email at church, or you can hopefully see it on your screen right now as well. In two weeks' time, we are offering a one-day vacation Bible school uh, based on the, the, the movie Raya and the Last Dragon. We're going to watch the movie on Friday evening, July 23rd at 5.30 p.m. And then the next day, we're going to look at the themes of the movie. And one of the phrases that they say so often in the film is, take the first step. What does it mean to take the first step in our faith? 
and to bridge um, divides that may separate us from other people. And we'd invite uh, children from four years old up till sixth grade, entering sixth grade, to join us for the day from 9 a.m. to 12 noon on the 24th. So please consider signing up. Registrations are available online, and we'd love to have your children, grandchildren, neighborhood friends come and join us for a fun activity that day. And before we center ourselves for worship this morning, let us receive a message from Tim Bond about our mission moment. Good morning. The July mission of the month is the Gold Coast Veterans Foundation. The Gold Coast Veterans Foundation has the mission of ending homelessness among Ventura County's veterans population. I'd like to show a brief news segment from a local news station that will give a few more details of this important charity. The Gold Coast Veterans Foundation in Ventura County has an ambitious goal. We're going to cure and end veteran homelessness and anything that causes veterans suffering. Founded in 2006 as a way for the 45,000 military veterans in Ventura County to learn about benefits all in one place, Gold Coast Veterans Foundation now offers assistance with career resources, financial coaching, or navigating government bureaucracy for proper benefits for veterans like Tom Gessel. Sometimes I would put in eight hours, 10 hours. Just in here? Here, yeah, just get in. You know, processing paperwork. One of the things we're really good at is, is catching those veterans that are falling through the cracks. You know, the ones that are the most in need, those that are either homeless or on the verge of homelessness or, or need that, that extra little bit of help that they just can't seem to find for themselves. Getting veterans help and off the streets can't always be done from a desk. In 2019, Gold Coast veterans created the Mobile Veteran Outreach Program to seek out homeless veterans. The program is led by Army veteran Raphael Stoneman, but the face of the program is Leo. They see him, wow, look at him, what kind of dog is he? And so they immediately pop out of their, whatever story they're carrying that they can't jump out of. Leo helps make the connection, but Stoneman, who is also formerly homeless, is acutely aware of what homeless veterans need. Now university certified in psychology and substance abuse disorders, his mobile outreach program maintains a 90% engagement rate. These guys, uh, they've been a big help over the months. They bring me groceries, he'll bring me water. Uh, he looks out, he, he'll, we talk a couple times a week. He and I doing it out in the community works. You know, people are drawn to him. And then because I've learned how to navigate the the different resources for veterans i can help you know on that end there's still limited bridge housing capable of addressing the needs of homeless veterans in ventura county so to meet that need veterans village is under development property's been identified and plans are in place to provide peer-based housing solutions and integrated care for low-income veterans by putting the counselors on the property, living right with the veterans, among the veterans, we're going to bring the services to them 24-7. And that's probably why it's going to succeed. Not only will we be able to repeat this over and over, but we think this is a model that can be repeated over and over across the country. Philip Palmer, ABC7 Eyewitness News. Thank you, and I hope you'll consider a donation to the work of the Gold Coast Veterans Foundation.
This morning in worship, we're going to use a scene from The Greatest Showman as we explore the idea of wanting more, not appreciating what is already there, as well as the feeling of being left behind and unappreciated as P.T. Barnum is ever seeking more fame, forgetting about his family and those who helped him get his foot in the door. I hope that this will be a time for us to reflect on the story of the prodigal son and how we might find ourselves in that story this day. Let us uh, join together in singing, Now Thank We All Our God. prayer. God of all wisdom, you are at work in our world and in our hearts to bring forth a new world and to give us new hearts in which your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. By your spirit, teach us in this time together that we may learn and do all that is needed to receive your rule of grace. For we ask in the name of our teacher and savior who taught us, oh, no, we're going to say that later, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Now is the time in our worship service where I'll be talking to the children of our church, whether you're present with us or at home worshiping with us. First of all, I want to say you guys have been very patient this morning. Thank you as we have uh, done some of the business of the church for sitting and listening and singing and being a part of our worshiping community. Today in Sunday school, you're going to be talking about the woman at the well. Now, Mark and Maya have had a chance to talk about this story at camp this past week, so we'll see if they have things that agree with what you talk about this morning or how they have learned something a little bit different. And all of that is great. I'm so excited to be home from camp, even though my voice is a little itchy. Um, In your story today, we're going to talk about how Jesus met a woman of Samaria, which means that she's someone from a different area who looks a little bit different, maybe talks a little bit different than him, and asks her for water. And as they're talking about water, Jesus offers her something called living water. And it's a water that helps her to see how they are united together and how they are all part of one community together and all belong to part of God's family. And I hope that as you talk this day, you can celebrate how we all belong belong to God's family and how we all celebrate in the ways in which God nourishes us with living water. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow, and thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for bringing us all together and connecting us with living water. Help us to help others see the connection, too. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos that are here, you can head off to Sunday school at this time. Please join me in prayer. 
Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which your spirit moves among us and around us and through us, that we can see the ways in which you invite us to be in relationship with you and community, drawing us together, giving us a sense of belonging, and helping us to see the ways in which you are constantly encouraging us to venture out in faith with you. As we reflect on the story of the prodigal son, help us to see where we might fit in the story and how, given our, on given days, we may take on different roles at different times. Help us to appreciate the fact that you give us free will and that you invite us to explore our life, hopefully with you, but you give us the freedom to go off on our own way as well. And help us to remember as we faithfully serve you that you are always with us, watching over us, protecting us, giving us all that you have so that we might have lives that are enriched by your love. As a church community this day, we request these following prayers. We join with Candy Wilcox lifting up prayers for her granddaughter's brother, Isaac Lopez, who is, fight, is in his first firefighting assignment as he battles the fires in Northern California. We're concerned for all firefighters' safety, and we ask you to watch over Isaac and all of those that are battling the fires at hand. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Carol Ames lifting up prayers for Steve Blassingame, who is going to the emergency room from his care facility due to pain that he's had for the last couple of days. In addition to the cancer and infections he's battling, the doctors are concerned that he might have a ruptured spleen. Be with him and the doctors as they discern the best course of treatments. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Carol Ames also lifts up prayers for Brian Suey. Soy? Suey, I was right. Um, <clears throat> as he is battling cancer and being cared for by his siblings, Keith and Linda, uh, in North Carolina. Brian grew up in this church and was a part of this church for many years um, and is currently on hospice for better control of his pain. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Joni Donaldson lifting up prayers for her friend Sue, whose daughter is having extensive surgery and Sue is unable to be with her. Lord, it is so difficult to be apart from loved ones as they go through surgeries and medical treatment without us. Be with us in the waiting and be with those that are being tended to that they feel your presence. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Carolyn Cooper who is hopefully being released from the hospital today after a couple of days of observation. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we come to you with a joy this day as well as one of our youth, Jacob Johnson, won his tennis tournament this weekend. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. <clears throat> we come to you with all of these prayers and take a moment to lift up the prayers that are on our heart to you.
O Lord, hear our prayers. We join together in saying the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. will not be blinded by the light. From now on, what's waited till tomorrow starts tonight? Tonight. Let this promise in me start. Like an anthem in my heart From now on From now on I drink champagne with kings and queens. The politicians praise my name. But those were someone else's dreams. The pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chased their tears. A crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stopped, and see you here I remember who all this was for From now on These eyes will not be blinded by the lights 
what's waited till tomorrow starts tonight. It starts tonight. Let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart from now on. From now on. From now on. Our scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would 
gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a rope, a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get a fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God indeed. And I recognize that we did not get a chance to properly thank Nick and the ensemble for the piece that they sang for us today. So let's take a moment to say thank you for bringing my vision to life for those of you that are here and in the congregation. And when you watch at home later, I'm so appreciative for the song that you sang and bringing the song from The Greatest Showman to life. Thank you. The Greatest Showman is a movie that I came across to kind of haphazardly. Um, it, the, the kids were not at the right age level to go to the movie and see that with them for sure. And um, as, as those of you, many of you know within our congregation, I had back surgery just about two years ago. And my niece came to visit over over a couple of days to help Warren with the kids as I was recovering. And she started playing music on her phone. And I heard the music from The Greatest Showman for the first time. So I was actually introduced to the movie that we're going to reflect on today through the music as opposed to the musical or the movie itself. And as I was listening to the words of that song in, in particular from now on, I heard the anthem 
of the prodigal son as he returns home, of that moment where he has that epiphany that he has walked away from something good, possibly the best opportunity of his life, walked away from his family. In the, in the movie, it's walked away from his family and walked away from a circus trying to aspire for something more. But for the prodigal son, it's walking away from the father, walking away from an experience of being with the divine and experiencing something true and profound because of it. So this song made me want to watch the musical. It made me say, Rachel, what's going on in this story? And so I want to share a little bit of the background with you just so that you have some context. Forgive me, my cough drop's getting in the way. Um, the Greatest Showman is the story of P.T. Barnum growing up in the early 1800s, and Barnum displays a natural talent for publicity and promotion, selling lottery tickets by the age of 12, trying to his hand at various jobs. P.T. turns to show business to indulge his limitless imagination, rising from nothing to create the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Featuring catchy musical numbers like the one that we just heard, exotic performers, and daring acrobatic feats, Barnum's mesmerizing spectacle soon takes the world by storm, becoming the greatest show on earth. So regardless of how you feel about P.T. Barnum in general, the story that is cast in this musical is one of mythic proportion. You have someone who's got the struggle, has something that they need to work on, and trying to come to terms with who they are as an individual. P.T. Barnum started off with nothing, according to the musical, and met the love of his life when he was a mere child. And um, she lived in a noble family, and he was impressed by her, and she was smitten with him, and they started exchanging letters back and forth. And their friendship continued to grow, continued to develop, continued to be nurtured over time. And they um, stayed in communication until adulthood, when he was financially stable enough to feel like he could come and ask for her hand in marriage. <clears throat> and he and his wife, Charity, lived an amazing life as they began their life together. They had such trust and reliance in each other. They, if you've seen the musical, there's a scene where they're singing a song together that they have such trust that one of them can hold on to the other, and, the, and I'm going off of camera, I apologize. Um, the other leans off the edge of a building because there's such confidence in who they are together and trust in each other. But because of his background... Barnum never truly feels secure, like he has enough, like he is good enough for charity or good enough for the life in which he has. So he's always pursuing more, always seeking to be validated in another sense so that he can feel accomplished and feel like he is the success that he wants to be. And I think that this is important because so often when I think about the story of the prodigal son, and I'll admit that this is me here, I always think of it as someone who's down and out on their luck, who has squandered everything, who has really just wasted their life away. And we don't necessarily have to be that person to see ourselves in the character of the prodigal son. I would argue that the prodigal son is anyone who says, I'm going to walk away from you, God, because I think I can go it on my own. 
I think the prodigal son is anyone who steps away from their faith, steps away from a life with God and Jesus because they don't realize the importance of it. I'll admit that there's times in my life where I've done that. Maybe some of us can do that too. And we don't necessarily think that it's when we're down on our luck and that, we've, that we're at our last dollar that things are a problem. But it's when we forget to focus and rely on God for what is important. The scene that we're going to watch today is the scene that takes place right before the song that Nick and Ensemble sang for us this morning. And actually, it's three scenes strung together. And I don't cut it off halfway through, you guys. I promise. I learned from last week. I will not cut it off before. Uh, you just know that when that ends, envision Nick or Hugh Jackman or Zach Brown Band singing the song after this. You'd come to gloat, I wouldn't. They caught the thugs who started the fire. I thought you'd like to know. I never liked your show. But I always thought the people did. They did. They do. Mind you, I wouldn't call it art. Of course not. But putting folks of all kinds on stage with you, all colors, shapes, sizes, presenting them as equals, or another critic might have even called it a celebration of humanity. I would have liked that. Mm. Well, I hope you'll rebuild. Mm. I think God for Jenny's tour, we can, we can borrow off the profits. We'll be fine. You don't know. Mm. I'm sorry. Charity? Oh, God, Charity. I am... I don't want to talk to you. N nothing happened. This oh, is ridiculous. Nothing happened. It's on the cover of every paper in New York. It, it, because she orchestrated the photo. I'm not in love with her. Well, of course you're not. Not with her, not with me, not with anyone. Just you and your show. What are you doing? I'm going home. This is your home. The bank. They're evicting us. Why didn't you ask me before? I would have said yes. I never minded the risk, but we always did it together.
figured you'd end up here, feeling sorry for yourself. If you've come to get paid, the money's gone. All of it. Nothing Shut left to Shut up, give you. Barnum. You just don't get it. Our own mothers were ashamed of us. Hit us our whole lives. Then you pull us out of the shadows. And now you're giving up on us, too. Maybe you are a fraud. Maybe it was just about making a buck. But you gave us a real family. And the circus. That was our home. We want our home back. We want our home back. I love these three scenes together because it has such rich things to think about and to discuss. From a celebration of humanity to, I don't mind the risk, but we always did it together, to, you created a home for us, you allowed us to have a family, to, we want to go home, we want our home back. All of these are themes that are similar in the prodigal son story as they are from the stories of, or as they are in, in the movie. We have a father who wants to celebrate with everyone, to have a party, to have everyone involved in the fold of humanity, knowing that they are welcomed and celebrated and that God rejoices with us when we are connected with the divine. We have, <clears throat> we have those that have felt like they've been overlooked and overshadowed, forgetting that despite being left or ignored for a while, they have a gift of a home and a family and blessing. We have someone who has had that epiphany, aha moment of, I walked away from something really good and really I need to change my life and to create a new anthem in my heart so that my life is transformed and lives in praise and honor for all of the gifts that I have been given. The amazing thing about this movie is that I gotta tell you, if I were charity, I wouldn't have taken my husband back. It would have been really difficult. Um, as we were talking on the patio last week, one of our young adults uh, went, oh, that song that they're singing is right after he cheated on his wife. And until, she, until they said that, I confess that that was not the way that I had perceived it because I always saw it as an orchestrated thing and that he was so blinded by his pursuit of more that he was unaware of the ripples that he was making along the way, that he was unaware of the fact that he was leading someone else on and that, that she was hoping for a relationship even though that he, he wasn't. Um, and I appreciated our young person speaking that truth to me because sometimes us as prodigal, son, or as prodigal children, um, it could be that we've veered off course, that we've uh, started a relationship with someone that is not the one that we think that we're having or that we've forgotten the importance and the value of the family and the friends that we have. 
One of the things that I've been wrestling with with the story of the prodigal son is the fact that at different points in our lives, we can be at different places in the story. At some point, we can be the prodigal son who needs to, to turn our focus back on God and recognize the ways in which we can live changed and transformed lives. Sometimes we can be that older brother who, who feels like we've been ignored and forgotten. Sometimes, and this may be, feel like a bit of a stretch for some of us, we may be the father in the situation who gets to welcome someone back home. We get to be the person that says, we're so glad that we're back. We're so glad that you're here. Let's have a party and celebrate. Now, I've gone back and forth on this position a little bit. When I was in college, I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely be a party because whenever anyone shows up, I'm, de or I'm definitely be the father because whenever anyone shows up, I definitely want to have a party and celebrate. If I haven't seen them in a while, woohoo! And then I thought about it some more and I was like, well, if that's God, that's a little vain of me to think that I can be that person. But one of the things that I've been talking with our children at camp for the last week about is the fact that God created us in God's image so that we can be co-creators with God. And so that means that there are times in our lives where God invites us to be the one that extends the hand of welcome. God invites us to be the ones who say, yes, I'm so glad that you're back. Let's figure out how to fit you back into community and make something new and whole and complete out of who we are because we are community together. <coughs> As I heard the circus peoples talking to Barnum right before he sang the song, I hear them saying, we feel ignored. We feel overlooked. We feel like you have forsaken us. And as they're talking, I think that they realize for themselves that they have a gift that is there regardless of whether or not P.T. Barnum affirms them. They have the gift of family. They have the gift of being taken out of the shadows and celebrated for who they are, a celebration of humanity. So for anyone who feels like you've been pushed to the corner, who feels like you have been forsaken, remember that you have a God who is always there for you. You have a God who has said, everything that I have is yours. I am with you. Let's celebrate together. Let's not create bridges that are, create divides that separate us, but let's find ways to be together. And I hope and pray that all of us, if we feel like we're the prodigal son at this moment, we can find ways to see how the things that we've chased for um, at the speed of always wanting more has left us empty has left us needing, not getting what we had hoped for in that pursuit and recognizing that there is a God who is ready to receive us with open arms, ready to say, let's have a party so that we can turn around and say, from now on, my eyes won't be blinded by the light of more, of whatever that more may be. And that whatever I've been searching for, I recognize is in you, Lord. And that I want that I want a new promise in my heart. Or 
in me to start that is an anthem in my heart that gives praise and honor to our God who loves us, who forgives us when we've gone off course, who says, I welcome you back. You are my beloved child, and I am so glad you are here. Let's make community together. At its best, The Greatest Showman is a movie that reminds us that we all have a part in the story. Even if we feel like we've been pushed back at a moment, even if we've gone off course, God is saying, let's celebrate together. Let's be community. Let's truly live as people transformed by love that have that love as an anthem in our hearts so that we might share God's grace with others. Amen? More than anything, I hope that we have an appreciation and a gratitude for what we have, the ways in which God is transforming our lives each and every day, inviting us to ever draw closer to God. As we take this next little bit to reflect on the gifts that God has given to us and where we might be in the prodigal son's story, we have the opportunity to also consider how we might say thank you to God. If you are here in person and have not dropped your offering in the plates, there are offerings on the in, are offering plates at the doors on your way out. If you're at home, we invite you to go online. You can do that here too if you want to. Go online and um, make your donation there, or even text in your donation to us. We hope that we make this a easy opportunity for you to give back to God and continue to work at that celebration of welcoming others home. Friends, we have reached the end of our worship service. 
And I thank you for being here in person and online as we continue to celebrate the ways in which we have a God who rejoices as we say yes to our faith and yes to the ways in which God has been blessing a blessing to us and calls us to serve others. And it must be time for worship to be done because this is my last cough drop. But receive this blessing before you go. Rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth in love, confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen.